the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon to you, wherever you may be here in Southern California or listening online. I'm Scott Furrow, testing positive today as your host for Southern California Live and also testing positive for something else that I've come down with, although not COVID, not COVID according to the uh, little test that I took, uh, which may or may not be reliable, so they say, but you take the test, right? And uh, it was negative, but it might just be a run-of-the-mill cold. Regardless, I am glad that I am sitting here with you, and I get to be a part of your afternoon today live in Southern California. We are live from 3 to 5 each and every weekday right here in KKLA and KPRZ in L.A. and San Diego and surrounding areas. And it's great that we can come together for some conversation, encouragement, some fun, and uh, some building one another up, and also getting out some information, giving out some thoughts about the things that are going on in our world today And uh, I hope that you're doing well. I suspect that if you're like most of the people I know, you may very well be listening to this from home uh, where you you would not normally be right now. And uh, because a lot of people are sick. And, uh, you know, I don't know if we're sick with, uh, if we all really have COVID and we're not sure it's cold and flus. Remember last year, there just wasn't cold and flus. And there's all kinds of controversy about that. But of course, people were, you know, masked and distanced. And uh, I don't know, maybe the cold and flu viruses that exist are mad that they were displaced by this corona thing and they're coming back with a vengeance. Do viri get mad? Is that, is that the plural of virus or viruses? I guess it's viruses. Do they get mad or they, you know, do they have that kind of thought? I have no idea. I did not really do well in, uh, in biology, and I try not to have a Facebook degree in such a thing, uh, as so many people do today, unfortunately. Hey, give me a call. 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number, 888-528-2557. 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. That's the phone number, and we'd like to have some conversation with you. And uh, today, breaking news, breaking news, the Supreme Court, the Supremes, they have uh, rejected the Biden vaccine mandate, the one that's the requirement for uh, employees at large businesses, businesses that they would have to get a vaccine or test regularly and wear a mask on the job. And that was rejected as expected. I think everybody, including uh, President Biden, expected that to get rejected. It was six to three. It's an interesting uh, approach that he has made. Um, he hoped, of course, they would keep that. But he said a long time ago he didn't think it was constitutional. And the approach that is new is they're going to throw it up there anyway and see if something sticks. And three justices felt like that was okay. But at the same time, the Supremes are also allowing the administration to proceed with the vaccine mandate for most healthcare workers in the United States. That ruling was five to four. So it was very, very close. So I guess uh, I'm reading through this now. This only came out uh, maybe a little over an hour ago, hour and a half ago. If you are a healthcare worker, and you don't get vaccinated, then you're still fired. I guess that's the deal. Although, if you are a healthcare worker and you are vaccinated, but you test positive for COVID and you are asymptomatic or have a mild case of it, uh, you are ordered back to work immediately right here in Los Angeles so that you can treat people who do not yet have COVID. That's true. That, that little part there, that is absolutely true. We talked about that a little bit yesterday. According to the LA Times, 
State officials are attempting to address California's staffing shortage through a sweeping policy that allows asymptomatic healthcare workers who have tested positive, positive for the coronavirus to return to work immediately. The policy, set to remain in place through February 1st, is designed to keep many healthcare workers on the job at a time when hospitals are expecting more patients, which I'm sure that they are. Um, does that make sense? We talked about that a little bit yesterday, that story. It just, I have to keep reading it. It just feels like that doesn't make sense. But yesterday on the program, we went to the CDC's website, and sure enough, that's what they're saying. So if you are not vaccinated, you're out. But if you are vaccinated and you're sick, at least with mild symptoms or you're asymptomatic, you can go and work with people who do not yet have COVID in the hospital. It just, it's the oddest thing. And I, and I get it. I get it because the hospitals are short-staffed. Many states, I think ours is coming up where the National Guard is being uh, uh, deployed, uh, doctors and nurses in the National Guard, to the hospitals to help with the staffing shortages. And uh, so many people are sick. It, you know, a year ago, I hardly knew anybody who had COVID. I had uh, one good friend die of it about a year ago and uh, some other people that I knew, friends of mine who had family who had died of it, but I didn't know that many people. Now everybody's sick with something. Uh, and so I get it. It's really going on. According to the same article in the LA Times, um, one nurse was saying that he left his shift uh, in the emergency room at, uh, at night and then came back the next day and there were still patients in the waiting room who had been sitting there when he left the night before. That's a long wait. Uh, so that's going on. Have you been uh, ever caught up in all of that in the emergency room before? I've had some pretty long waits in the emergency room. One time I, I when I was a kid, I broke my arm and uh, you didn't need an x-ray. You could tell it was broken. It was, it was just a mess. And, you know, and I, I sat there for hours because they had to get some kind of specialist to come in and fix it. Uh, and he did. And, uh, but I was there a long time and, uh, I've been there a few times for, uh, with kids and stuff. It can be a long time. I can only imagine what that's like right now. So I hope that you're not going through that. Give me a call. 888-LA-TALKS is the number. 888-528-2557. How do you respond to the court rulings today? How do they affect you? What are some things that uh, you are concerned about, uh, as you think about those things going forward? I think it probably stops the, uh, the mandates at least coming from the government to private businesses. Now, private businesses can enforce their own mandates. Your employer might have their own rule that says uh, if you uh, don't get vaxxed and boosted, you're out, uh, and that's private company. I think they can do that. I imagine there's a lot of, uh, or at least they would say they could. There's probably a lot of lawsuits going on with that. Uh, at the same time, we need to get people well. So the Supreme Court doing that is a is a pretty big deal today, and I promised yesterday that we were going to have a discussion in uh, the program today from some guests who are part of a preschool here in Southern California that's making national news, Foothills Preschool in El Cajon, California, uh, that was shut down by the licensing agency, California State Licensing, and uh, the preschool director was uh, terminated, and not, and it's all about uh, whether or not they were keeping the mask mandates for kids who are two to five and whether or not they were successful at keeping the masks on those kids, successful at managing parents who uh, may or may not want their kids to wear masks. Uh, And uh, apparently uh, the licensing agency, uh, after 11 visits and a whole lot of work, uh, shut them down, and not only shut them down, but they sent a letter to the director and uh, fired her, but didn't just fire her. They said that she is a danger to kids and she is not allowed to work in child care for the rest of her life. That's what the letter actually says. For the rest 
of her life. And they were going to be on the show today, but they canceled a little while ago because they are sick. And uh, I told uh, uh, Kevin Miller, who's one of the executive pastors at Foothills Church, uh, he was going to be on the air today. And uh, he was sick yesterday on the phone. And we were going to have him yesterday. So now nah, I'm too sick. And we tried it today. And uh, I felt fine yesterday. So I think coronavirus or whatever the cold is that I have, it can be transmitted over the phone now. Uh, so I told him he probably gave it to me. Anyway, what do you think about that? There's a, this is the subject here of the government in our lives and what is the overreach and how do we respond to that? One of the things, I'll tell a little bit about that story because I don't want to just drop it there. And uh, what's going to happen is there's a hearing tomorrow for that church and preschool to see if they can get these rulings overturned. Uh, but then there's a whole process that goes on with uh, California state licensing if that administrative hearing uh, doesn't go their way. There is a lot uh, to that story, and the church around the pastor, we have a preschool, and I've dealt with this in, in ways that are shocking when the state comes in and decides that they've got uh, you know bee in their bonnet about something. Uh, 888-528-2557 is the number if you want to weigh in on these things, 888-528-2557. Uh, have you ever been banned from anything? Like, uh, that's one of the things I want to talk to this director about. I mean, you're, you're banned for a life. You're not allowed. That's what the, the letter actually said. That's personal, right? That's not, and this is about a rule that is very hard to keep, that not everybody agrees with. And by the way, it's not the science that kids ought to wear masks. It is the policy of the CDC in California. But what's interesting about this is that it is not the policy at all, not the science that's quoted by the World Health Organization or UNICEF, which is the United Nations Child Care Agency, uh, Concern Agency. If you go to the World Health Association, so what's happened is last year, during, the, during 2020, during most of the pandemic, if your kid was in a preschool, they did not have to wear masks uh, if they were two to five. Uh, they could, uh, there might have been some policies in different states of recommendation, but they were not forced to do that. Teachers have to wear a mask indoors, and there's some rules like that for the adults, but uh, the kids do not wear a mask. That was the rule uh, throughout all of 2020. But last year, in the springtime sometime, around February, and it started to uh, raise concern in the whole preschool world uh, a couple of months later, suddenly we're told that the kids have to wear masks, that the, the science has changed and the rules have changed, and preschool started to get in trouble. Now, ours has done pretty well with that. And uh, that's good. And, you know, most preschools, you don't get that many visits. Uh, you get them, and they're, they're scary. It's like the supervisor showing up unannounced uh, when that happens wherever you work. And sometimes you're afraid of those people, right? Or, and sometimes they're picky. One time we got written up because um, we had a cabinet where you keep all of the uh, cleaning supplies. And it makes perfect sense, right, that that cabinet needs to be shut um, and locked and away from the kids. You don't want the, uh, you know, the kids drinking your, your Clorox wipes or anything. So that makes sense. It's an important rule, important to keep that locked at all times. But we had somebody come in when there was no kids in the building, and uh, we got cited because the the latch that is on the cabinet, that's one of those that has a little hook on it, and then it goes under the fisheye on the other side. It's probably a technical name for that. The latch wasn't pushed all the way down. It It was locked, but if you jiggled the doors really hard, you could probably get it to work its way out. And uh, we got in some trouble for that, right? So it can be very uh, persnickety. Uh, that whole process. But here's where I think a big part of the, the problem is when we're talking about the science of the thing. World Health Organization advises this, and this is right from their website. I'm reading it right now. 
WHO.INT. Just look up uh, children in masks. You can find it if you want to Google that. Children aged five years and under should not be required to wear masks. That's what it says. This is based on the safety and overall interest of the child and the capacity to appropriately use a mask with minimal assistance. WHO and UNICEF, WHO, World Health Organization, and UNICEF advise that the decision to use masks for children aged 6 through 11 should be based on the following factors. Whether there's widespread transmission in the area, the ability of the child to safely and appropriately use a mask. This is grade school kids. But it states very clearly, once you get down to 12 years and older, it says they should wear a mask under the same conditions as adults. That's what it says. And if you continue to, to go down, it's a, it's a very interesting uh, FAQ, Frequently Asked Questions page, because it talks about what kind of mask they should wear. And uh, it talks about uh, should children wear a mask at home? And if they have uh, certain symptoms, then they suggest doing that. But, uh, or if somebody is sick at home, then they suggest doing that. But they say no. Here's one that also interests me. Children, doesn't say what age, children should not wear a mask when playing sports or doing physical activities such as running, jumping, or playing on the playground so that it doesn't compromise their breathing. When organizing these activities for children, it's important to encourage all other critical public health measures, maintaining at least one meter distance from the others. That's shrunk, of course, over time. Over time, uh, one meter, that's uh, approximately, uh, what is that, three three feet, two and a half feet. Somebody's going to have to uh, you know, correct my uh, American way of doing this. It's a, like a yard, all right, uh, limiting the number of children playing together. So... Also, and I think about this as a father because I have, I don't have toddlers anymore, but I have a 12-year-old who's playing basketball, and he's forced to wear a mask while he's playing basketball. You know, and all the kids are sweating, and they're pulling the mask down over their nose and, uh, you know, under their nose and trying to breathe. Uh, it's crazy. 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Sean from Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Hello, I was just, um, listening and I, why is there anyone once again I bring this topic up everyone cannot wear a mask I can't I break out I'm allergic but also how I, 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 I want us to really get this very clear that I believe that this is a plague and not a sickness as, as maybe some people may science may see it and I was really trying to see if we could get the churches, some people to petition those who have, you know, media influences to petition our spirit leaders to come together to, you know, to repent and to come together as much in repentance, because repentance is what's going to fascinate this plague and turning me away. I see. So, the, so you're thinking this is something that God. Hold on a second. You're, you're thinking this is something that God has placed on the on the world. Yeah. What? Uh, hey, Sean, how are you feeling? How are you dealing with this whole COVID thing? Have you been sick? Have you been healthy? How are you doing? I've been. I've, I didn't. I was one that stood off and I said no because I never believed. They to me they lied on the bar curve the second day, so I, I, they never had me. So I believe that it was always something more spiritual than it was was of 
is that is that what you still anyway. is that what you still think today? No, I I did not get vaccinated, and no, I've never been sick. All right, and I'm hey, not uh, afraid of being. All right, Sean, thank you for calling and giving us your opinion. The number is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live, Thursday edition. I'm Scott Furrow. It's great to be with you. We're responding to the Supreme Court's mask mandates uh, decision that was made today. It shot down the Biden mandate that requires businesses of over 100 people to require vaccinations. And I think the next step would have been all businesses, right? That only would have made, if any of it makes sense, that makes sense. Um, but they did uphold the the mandate for healthcare workers and people who work in the healthcare field in certain situations to have to wear masks. You know the idea of uh, what's God's role in this. Sean was, uh, in her view, this is a plague, um, maybe that God is is giving on the world. You know, I don't know that. You know, I would define it that way since I don't have a you know a word from God saying that. Uh, you know, but whatever it is, God's involved, right? You you can't excuse God. You can't move God out of the system, uh, you know, of what's going on. He's obviously aware of it. He's looking down and he, he's not confused. Why are all these people sick? What's going on down there? No, he knows exactly what's going on. And I do think that however it works with God, and I know there's some people out there of different opinions about whether God sends these things or, or not. Whatever the case is, uh, God definitely uses it for his glory, and I think one of the things that is a, a great thing that is coming of this, as much as it is sad, as much as it is um, been tragic for so many people, um, a lot of people are turning back to him. A lot of churches are, are asking and Christians are asking, right, hey, how are we doing? How are we staying on mission? And I think another thing, just, just going from what Sean was saying there on the phone, you know, as far as what God, I think, is doing, I think that the chaos that we're seeing and the confusing rulings about masks and the confusing uh, rulings that we're getting for, you know, hospital workers going back to work, uh, they can't go if they're not vaccinated, but they can go if they're vaccinated and sick, um, even though we know that you can pass it on now, even if you're sick. You know, all those things are weird. I think that in all of these areas, if you step back and you think about it, it gives glory to God, who is a God of order, a God of truth who is a God that is in control and a God who's saying, look, uh, as much as you want to trust your leaders and, you know, to a certain extent, God gives us leaders, you know, we should trust them to a certain degree, but they are fallible. Um, you know, I don't know how many times leaders or, or people in the scientific community, especially in the government, um, if they're lying or they're just wrong or incompetent, you know, I really don't know. People have different opinions about that, but I've never been able to sit down with uh, Dr. Fauci. He said he lied about uh, the masks. Uh, initially, he told us that uh, you don't need a mask, and he was saying that, he says, so that we would have enough masks and um, equipment for uh, hospital workers. Uh, and then, he had, so he admits that that was a lie, but I don't know if that was a lie or if he's lying now, or why would he do that? You know, so we, we have these problems. Spiritually, I think we do have a big thing going on here is that God is the one we trust. God is the God of truth. And his word is going to come true. His plan for the world is going to come true. There is nothing that is happening right now in all of the global politics with COVID or with hypersonic missiles or whatever threats there are out there in the world or whatever scary things might be. There's nothing that is thwarting God's plan. There is nothing that's going to change 
what God's plan is for the salvation of the world. And that being said, there's nothing that changes what we are supposed to be as Christians. And we need to work hard to be the truth tellers and also the loving ones in this society. So when we think about the mask mandates, how do we respond to uh, the government when it uh, gets in our way? When we get back from the break in a minute, I'll talk more about uh, the preschool situation and uh, tell you how you can pray for that church uh, and what they're going through. And there's, I think, a pretty good chance. If you're familiar with the story, it's a nationwide story. Uh, So we'll talk about it a little bit. And then next week, um, if the appeals that's going on tomorrow um, don't go in favor of the church, it'll still be a story. So we should have some representatives on next week, and we'll talk about the next step. But I think it's important that we take a look at what's happening. And as, as people who should be concerned about their kids and parents and what's going on, it, it disturbs me a lot that there is conflicting science about masks in the kids. You know, I see the kids in the preschool all the time. Some of them do keep the mask on all day. Some of them like it. You know, it's kind of fun. They got the mask. Some of them have Mickey Mouse and some of them have, you know, different characters on there. Um, but by the end of the day, the masks are, you know, they're full of snot and gross stuff and they're nasty. And the, I can understand why you wouldn't want to be breathing that in all day. And you might be saying to yourself, well, that's why my mask is every day because I have to wear it every day. Anyway, hey, join our conversation. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. And when we come back in just a moment, I'll get to your calls and we'll continue talking about uh, the events of the day. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. It's great to be with you. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We're talking about our response to the uh, mandates, the coronavirus mask wearing uh, and vaccine mandates, vaccine mandates being rejected by the Supreme Court today. If you uh, didn't hear that news, Supreme Court rejected the Biden plan of requiring vaccines for um, employee, all employees of companies that have over 100 people. And uh, but they did uphold by a five to four margin the vaccine mandate for healthcare workers, and so we're getting some thoughts about that and talking about uh, some government overreach and some different things that are going on. If you want to join the conversation, eight 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 five two eight two five five seven is the number, eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Let's go to Melody in Los Angeles. Melody, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Melody. Hi, I just I just want to say about um, COVID nineteen. I believe it's a pestilence, a modern day pestilence. Pestilence. Yeah. You know how back in the day uh, in Egypt, um, in the biblical times, that um, God was not pleased with uh, certain things that was going on, and He would send different pestilence to get His people out of Egypt, and so now. Um, this is a modern day uh, pestilent, I believe, because in the Bible says Second um, uh, Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray, seek my faith, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal, hear from heaven, <clears throat> forgive their sins, and hear their land. What do you think God wants us to do? So in the Egyptian plagues, God was wanting the Egyptian people and the Pharaoh in particular to let his people go into freedom so they could go back to the promised land. Um, if, this is a, if this is that type of plague, what's God 
calling uh, us to do? What, what, what God wants us to do? Yeah, is there a specific thing? I mean, you mentioned uh, if uh, my people will humble themselves. Certainly, that yeah. is something God wants right. us to do. Is that is that the is that the purpose of it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the foundation. I believe that's the foundation of people getting healed. We got to do Second Chronicles seven fourteen. You know, God will heal our you know, our our land. Okay. Yeah, God uh, was our land. All right, Melody, thank you very much for your opinion. Tim from, uh, says Tim from California. Uh, welcome to Southern California Live, Tim. What are your thoughts? Hi. Okay, first of all, I said Lakeview Terrace, California. Lakeview anyway, Terrace. Uh, all right. I, I, yes, I'm calling because I agree with the woman who was saying that the plague and a pestilence. Because when I look in the Bible and see when, when the people would get really far afield from God's commandments, and please pardon my cat in the background. We're, <laughs> we're, dry, we're going home. He doesn't like being in the car. Oh, your cat's and in the car? Do you have a Tesla and letting your cat yeah, drive? <laughs> I think well, they have a program for that now. <laughs> but it's crazy. But anyway, um, yeah, because when the people get far afield in the Bible, they, uh, God would send various plagues and things and like they get, like they were taken into Babylon, and all sorts of things have happened. And I believe that's what's going on now, because in society, it seems like anything goes. Whatever you want to do, do it. It's, it's just right because you think it's right. Yeah, we're not, certainly not, not what God says is right or wrong. We're certainly a, a culture, and globally speaking, that needs to repent. Uh, that's for sure, uh, Tim. All right, thank you, Tim, for your call. All right, so we've had uh, some callers who uh, their response here to COVID nineteen is that it's a plague. Um, you would probably call it a plague, even from the standpoint, even from a secular standpoint, uh, you might call it that because it's it's a pandemic. I'm not sure when that word came around, but uh, there have been uh, multiple plagues or pestilences uh, in modern times since uh, in New Testament times. The Black Death was a big one, uh, great mortality in that, awful lot of people and uh, died um, during that period of time. Uh, Black Death is usually what they they call it, Um, and there are different uh, bubonic plagues that are out there. Uh, Maybe you've heard of bubonic plague before. I don't know much about that, but I do know that whenever I've gone camping up in the mountains, you know, right above uh, L.A., uh, for a while, I don't know if they're still there. Maybe you can let me know, but for a while there were signs, you know, on the ranger stations that said bubonic plague warning. You can still get bubonic plague. Is that true? And if you read it, it says... Uh, bubonic plague is possible, blah, 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 a lot of stuff. And then it's, you know, so what do I do? How do I not get bubonic plague? And it said, basically, do not play with a dead animal. If you come up to a dead animal, you know, don't uh, mess around with it. Uh, That seems like reasonable advice. You know, I don't know. You know, maybe somebody you know, when they see a squirrel in the road, they just like to pick it up and grab it by the tail and spin it around for a while. I don't know what that means, but uh, uh, the plague is still around. There There have been various plagues. Are, are New Testament era plagues the same thing as Old Testament plagues? Are they the same? The book of Revelation, during the tribulation, the Lord is uh, putting plagues out on, on people. That's for sure. And people have a lot of different theologies about that and uh, what that means for the different eras of things. Whatever it is, and I think we have to be careful. You know, I appreciate that. Uh, I think the understanding that we all have is that there is something that is happening spiritually that's calling us back to our knees in repentance. 
whether a plague is something that God has directed uh, against the people of the world at this time, or if it's something that is part of fallen nature, like all kinds of different sicknesses and different things. I mean, you know, anytime you get sick, uh, it's a good time to think about uh, where you're headed. Um, I've had sicknesses before that have caused me to confess sins that I didn't know I had because I didn't know if I was going to make it, right? And, and I wouldn't call it a plague or pestilence necessarily, but uh, it was pretty bad. This is Southern California Live. The number, if you want to join the conversation, is 888-528-2557. Uh, Mary from Mission Viejo, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Mary. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes. Um, I think it's almost like a test. Like a test? Um, is that what you said? I can't hear you too well. I'm sorry? I couldn't hear you too well. Did you say it's like a test? I Yes. Okay. That the Lord is trying to bring us closer, but yet we were fighting for toilet paper, paper towels. Look at what they did to the woman at preschool. Yeah. When I ran companies, I had to write someone up for three times before I could even terminate them. I mean, how can they take the livelihood away from her like that? Well, but I, think I that's... don't seem to understand. I think yeah. we're going backwards. Instead of going forward, we should have more empathy for people. Yeah, I think uh, I think that uh, you're right. That a lot of the and kind of what's happening is we've kind of lost our minds a little bit. I think, Mary, thanks for calling from Mission Viejo. I uh, hope it is a nice day up there or down there, depending on what direction you are are going. Right in between L.A. and San Diego, there. Um, you know, when we to get back to the the preschool issue, and if you just joined us. Uh, we were going to have some guests on the show today. I, I told you yesterday we we're going to have them, but uh, they are sick, along with myself and uh, so many other people. And it gave us an opportunity to talk about these uh, mandates and uh, what God is doing. You know, um, preschools are governed, even your church preschool. Maybe you don't realize this, but if your church has a preschool, it's actually governed by California State Licensing Organization, Okay. Um, and it is state-controlled in lots of ways. There's a lot of different um, standards that they have to meet, and a lot of it is about protecting kids, okay? As we all know, there are terrible things that happen in preschools sometimes, and church preschools are not exempt from those terrible things happening. I don't know if you uh, do background checks in your Sunday school ministry, you know, at uh, at church. I hope that you do, by the way. We do. I, I told people, in fact, this past Sunday we were talking about, we had a church meeting to talk about areas where we need volunteers, and I just laid it out there, you know, uh, in God we trust, all others are screened. That's what we do, uh, and we do because we know that there are people who sin and do terrible things to kids, and the state knows that too. That's why they have this organization there. It's really there to protect kids, and even as we talk about it, and even with what this church is going to going through, uh, to me, it sounds like um, the church was kind of targeted because of the mask violations and mask difficulties that's there. There's an awful lot of political pressure about that. It feels a little bit personal um, that this uh, preschool director got terminated for life. Um, And uh, the state would probably say, no, we worked with them a whole lot and they just didn't do what we wanted them to do. Uh, I do think it's it's super unusual that this happens. We had a case one time where, uh, and we've had a couple of different cases where uh, the licensing organization was great and another one where it was not. And it really, I think, depends on who the people are or who the administrative judge is if you have to go appeal. You know, it, it everything eventually comes down to people, right, and who we are. 
So one time I had an employee accuse another employee of shoving down a kid, just like threw the kid across the room. So we interviewed her, and uh, she couldn't look us in the eye, and she didn't like this guy very much, and she made it up. We knew that she made it up, but she called licensing, and she called all these child care. So they do an investigation. And then I investigated, of course, myself. And then I found out that uh, everybody who worked there believed he did not do that, but they all believed he's capable of it, which I thought, that's kind of horrible. Why do we have somebody here who we think is capable of this? Well, after investigation, he got um, he got cited by the licensing organization uh, for excessive teasing. That's what they uh, discovered, because apparently sometimes when the kids were taking naps, he would pull their pillow away and laugh at them as they cried. And that's mean, right? That's a mean thing. You definitely don't want that going on in your preschool. Um, and uh, so he was terminated at that point. But it wasn't what people had said. But here's the thing that happened. The the agent gave us that, her report. And before we'd even read it, she said, you need to appeal this. Okay. So we took a look at it. And uh, they may have changed some of the terminology since then. This was a long, long time ago. It was a Class A violation, and when that happens in your preschool, I know this is sort of technical, but I'll get to the point here in a second. When it's a Class A violation, you have to send letters to all the parents. You have to tell all the prospective parents you have a Class A violation. You have to put it on the doors. It's a terrible thing that you go through. It's like warning, you know, hey, there's something going on at this preschool. But the thing is, is you're not allowed to tell the parents what it is. So we weren't allowed to say it's excessive teasing. All we were allowed to say is Class A violation. Well, parents, of course, go home and they Google that, and Class A violation might be excessive teasing. It also can be child molestation and everything in between. Uh, so the reason she told us to appeal it was she felt like she had no choice in the bureaucracy of the agency, which is a huge problem with government, and it can be the problem in your business too or even in your church. She felt like she didn't have any other choice. That was her only option. And so when we appealed it, they were great about throwing that out. We never had to do anything. And we had a really good experience. Uh, but we had another really bad experience. Uh, maybe I'll get to that when we get back from the break. I'd rather have your calls if you've got some thoughts about this or the vaccine uh, mandate rejection at the Supreme Court today. You want to, to chime in on that? Give me a call. 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live Thursday edition. We'll be back in just a couple of moments. Don't go away. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live show right here on KKLA and KPRZ. We're on every day from 3 to 5. It's great to have you with me today on this Thursday edition. I'm Scott Furrow. Number is 888-528-2557. We've been responding to, uh, in some ways, responding to the uh, Supreme Court decisions today about the vaccine mandates. And uh, although the conversation has turned into, you know, what's God doing with uh, the COVID. But if you want to give a call in these last few minutes to uh, respond, your thoughts about the uh, the mandates and the decision that was made today, the number is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Anna from Glendale, welcome, Anna. Thank you, Scott. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. I Anna. wanted to uh, bring up the fact that I know... A lot of people don't know that mandate, a mandate is not a law. Mandate is quickly, mandates are quickly implemented to face a specific situation for a limited time. Mm -hmm. And the time for this mandate is up already. A, a law is a long-term rule. And there's another question that I have been kind of like thinking about. If you go on CDC's website, you would see that they do 
say, if you research it on their website, that the PCR test that people are going and testing every day, every minute, does not distinguish between COVID and the flu. So that makes me think, okay, then why are the states and the hospitals um, encouraging people to do that? That's a big question on my mind. What could be the motive? So, and also, if you look back a few years before COVID, again, on CDC's website, you would see that the flu, people dying of the flu, the number is really high, like 200, approximately 260,000 people dying each year. But if you look from a look at the website from the date that COVID started till today, there's not even a mention of the flu. So I have these questions, and I'm questioning things that are, I know there's a spiritual war for sure, but I'm also questioning things that are happening, maybe we are not awake and we don't see things unless, unless we research them. Yeah. Well, hey, Mary, uh, Anna, thank you very much for your call. You know, she had a couple of points there. Um, one of them, I wasn't able to find that information on the CDC website uh, where they say it can't distinguish between flu and COVID, but uh, I have heard several times that they're not sure that these uh, these tests that we're all taking are actually able to uh, tell the difference between uh, the Omicron virus or some of the other variants, and they could be wrong. Um, I've heard that. Um, but once again, at the moment, I don't have that information. But she said something else about mandates not being law, and that's actually at the core of what the Supreme Court decided today. And it's a huge issue in our, our country, even with the, the power. You know, a question that we should be asking is how much how much power do we give government officials, like with this preschool we've been talking about, but this was the issue in front of the Supreme Court. And the court basically said this, that the administration overstepped its authority by seeking to impose uh, OSHA, Occupational Safety and Health Administration's vaccine or test rule on businesses. Um, And they said this, quote, OSHA has never before imposed such a mandate, nor has Congress. Indeed, although Congress has enacted significant legislation addressing the COVID-19 pandemic, it has declined to enact any measure similar to what OSHA has promulgated here. And when you read through it, what the Supremes are saying is that this is not even a law, and what's happening is that Congress or the president through um, executive orders, which we've been dealing with now for four presidents in significant numbers, these are not laws. Congress isn't doing its job. That's one of the, the checks and balances battles that's going on in Washington right now is the Supreme Court is repeatedly coming back and saying Congress needs to make a law and then we'll rule on it. But you're asking us basically instead to make a ruling on something that's not even a law. And the court is saying that's not even our job. Congress, you know, what should happen is Congress would pass a law mandating these things. The president can sign it and then it could go to the Supreme Court and then they would rule on the law. But what's been happening in our country is that Congress or the president, both parties, through executive orders and uh, other methods, are putting rules on us that uh, have not gone through legislatures. Uh, that's a pretty big deal. And uh, you, we need a good civics lesson on that to understand. But that's a huge deal in our country. You maybe uh, have wondered why health officials in our cities and counties have so much power uh, and it hasn't gone through city councils or county administration boards all the time. Sometimes people just have the ability uh, to pass a, a mandate or pass some kind of uh, edict 
And, uh, you know, initially we were happy to, to follow that. You need a system that in an emergency uh, people can act. But that emergency needs to be short-lived, especially when you realize that there is plenty of time then for legislatures to act. That's a big problem in our country and how we operate. This is Southern California Live. Number is 888-528-2557. David from Culver City. David, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for taking my call. Um, You know, to me, it's a no-brainer. Liberty means you have obligations to your fellow citizens to exercise your freedom. And I think getting the vaccine for healthcare workers is essential. I mean, why would a healthcare worker want to endanger people they take care of and not get the vaccine? Uh, as far as a large workplaces, again, I think it's your civic responsibility to get the vaccine. I really do. I don't have a problem with the government mandating it. It seems to me it's in the best interest of everybody. But, you know, I, I understand the argument why. Uh, people don't want to get it, though I think they're kind of foolish and not going along with the evidence. Would you say there's a a difference between the government mandating it and, say, your employer mandating it, private employer? Some private employers are still going to mandate it. Uh, You know, they aren't told they can't do it. Would you see a difference between the government? No, you're right. So that's why, no, I agree with you. I think sensible employers can have large numbers of employees like Amazon, Walmart, uh, uh, Tyson Foods, of course they're going to mandate it because they don't want their employees getting sick. Makes sense. It's a public health measure. Yeah, I think... Uh, I th- so, no, I, I'm i okay with uh, with uh, letting employers deal with it. Yeah, but okay. you're, not sure about, you're not sure about the government. Whether the government well, should... Do the government should... Man- I'm positive they should mandate it for healthcare workers. Absolutely. And the su- yeah, the Supreme Court I agreed mean, with I, you today. I think it's... I think it's disgraceful that nurses, paramedics, firemen, policemen don't. It's, I really lost a lot of respect for these people not wanting to get vaccinated. I really have. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have a paramedic come up to you and resuscitate you if you have a heart attack and get COVID from them. I mean, you know, I'm, I, yeah. I'm just I've lost a lot of respect for the paramedics and the firemen. All right, David. Well, I I thank you for your call today. Uh, you know, it's, uh, people have different opinions about that. Another way to look at it is maybe the people who are in healthcare have more of a reason either to get it or not get it. Um, you know, it, I think it's a, uh, it's something that we have to realize in every part of our society is that human beings are our healthcare workers, our doctors, our police, firemen, uh, pastors, whoever it is. And we all have to make some kind of decision about our health and government coming in to mandate things. Uh, is definitely a different issue than employers coming in to mandate things. I think uh, it was very narrow in the Supreme Court even to mandate uh, healthcare workers uh, get the vaccine. Uh, so it's a it's it's very complicated. I think that one of the areas where we might be able to find a lot more agreement, and uh, you know, in either way, we need to respect each other. I think that's also a, a hard thing uh, when we're talking about lives and there's so much fear uh, and so much confusion. But I think there's an area of agreement that we can have where the government mandating things, especially when they're uncertain, uh, and they are, they just are. We're we're getting multiple different messages from uh, the CDC uh, about what works and what doesn't, and the the science has has changed, but the messaging has been bad. You know what they should have said when the vaccines came out, instead of saying, and they all said it. Biden said it, and all the news people said it. Uh, this was the statement, right? If you get vaccinated, you will not get COVID. 
and the disease, if it lands on you, it will die with you. There are multiple people who've said that, and that will end the pandemic. Well, today, uh, that's just not true. Now, scientifically, it's okay for science to be wrong or to get new evidence and new data. What they should have said was, we hope that this is what happens, but we can't guarantee it. There will be variants. There will be other things that are outside of our control. If there is a place that I could advise uh, our government especially, it's to come clean with what you don't know. It's to come clean with, hey, this is what we think today, but please understand. And I think people can handle it. I think you and I can handle it. Please understand this might be different tomorrow. Uh, Just a thought there. Hey, something to do as uh, we think about that preschool. I want to wrap it up here. Pray they have an administrative hearing tomorrow. There are 80-some-odd families involved in that preschool. I think that's the right number who now don't have a preschool to go to, plus all the teachers who work there. And there should be some things they can work out. In November, the licensing ed, uh, agency said that uh, they were making good progress on uh, fulfilling all the obligations that they have. And then all of a sudden, the, the uh, carpet got pulled out from underneath them. Uh, so pray that uh, is Foothills Church in El Cajon, Foothills Preschool. And they are going through an administrative hearing tomorrow. I understand there is a whole pile of uh, reading that they have to do. I had to go through one of those hearings um, myself for another issue uh, with the preschool, and I can tell you it was not a good experience at all. Um, it was very odd. In fact, I, was, I have a minute. It's, it's something that worked out at the end of the day, but I was told I couldn't go in, and I'm a primary witness to something, and that they would call me in, but they said, there's not enough room for you in here. It's a tiny little courtroom, and there's not enough room, so we'll, we'll come get you. Okay, so I didn't get to go in. I didn't get to hear a lot of the arguments or discussion. Then they finally called me to go in there, and there were at least 40 chairs in there, 40. And there were only four people in there. And they lied to me. It was a very odd, odd thing. Like, why are you not letting me in there? I don't have to say anything, but uh, you told me there's not any room. There's plenty of room. So there's, there are issues that uh, come up uh, like that. Anyway, be in prayer. Foothills Church, you can Google it, Foothills uh, Church Preschool in El Cajon, California, if you want to know that story. There's a lot of news stories. There are national articles about this. And it impacts every, every church ministry Uh, especially preschools or schools uh, that are being run by your church. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. It's great to be with you today. And uh, we'll change the subject a little bit for the next hour, but we always invite you to pay attention and give us a call. The number is 888-528-2557. I encourage you to put that number in your phone, 888-LA-TALKS, if you want to use the letters for it. Put it in your phone, then you're always ready to join us in the conversation. Also, I want to encourage you to go to kkla.com and kprz.com. If you're in San Diego, you can check out a lot of things that are going on in our communities with different churches. You can get the podcast for this show if you want to uh, hear this hour again, kkla.com in Los Angeles area and kprz.com in San Diego. I'll be back in just a couple of moments. Stay with us. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.